What's poppin'? Welcome back to another episode of Performance Talking. You already know I'm up in here with my bro from another mother on the other side of the country, other side of the world, goddamn. Notch from world. Quick Stop yeah. F1. <laughs> right, the world, the pun. One of the hottest, livest podcasts out for Formula One content. You know it ain't many that stay rare and real is rare, bro. How you doing? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm um I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, back with my brother, chopping it up. We're on the other side of the country. Apparently, I transported to America overnight. But, right, right. You, you uh, will no, be. I, I'm, I'm looking forward. I'm already looking be. forward to it. I will be, man. I'll be in. Uh, we'll be in Austin in October, um, and Vegas. Um, so yeah, man. Really excited to to just yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to meet a lot of our American listeners. Well, man. not a lot of, but to meet some of our American listeners. Right. Whoever's going to be out there, and also you know, hopefully trying to do something, um, some kind of meetup slash show slash okay. something uh in austin so that's you know we're going to be okay. announcing all of that most likely in september so really exciting times coming up but no thank you for having me here right it's gonna be crazy nasha quick stop f1 wolfpack performance gonna be in austin texas for coda so y'all definitely got to pull up uh you already know you can hit us up 100%. on social media we you know nasha gonna be all over the damn place i'm gonna try to get up with my brother and my sis tandy over there so if you catch us at the same place at the same time you get a like a double double and i don't know if you can handle that much but it's worthwhile seeing so i'm excited <laughs> about going there man you know it's going back kind of home for me texas you know i'm from the great state but i'm definitely yeah. going to try to enjoy the general admission side this time you know i got a lot of flack from some of the people that were trying to get with me down there and i couldn't because of my situation but i'm definitely trying to do that this time and honestly i want to say there's a lot to enjoy about general admission side that i saw so i want to get that experience as well man you know so definitely clipping on that man so let's clip up real quick let's talk about some of these shenanigans mm. going on in formula one man so right off the bat let's just talk about let's Let's get into some of the rumors. Now, we'll call these rumors, but we're going to respond to them anyway. I saw something vaguely yeah. of Helmut Marco suggesting that Andretti buy Alpine so that he can get in Formula One. Why the fuck Helmut Marco suggesting that he buy another team when they got two teams, four cars, four drivers on the grid? Why don't we just suggest, why don't you take AlphaTauri off our hands? How you feel about that shit? That is interesting, isn't it? Because there was rumours of AlphaTauri being up for sale, wasn't there? Right. Um, maybe like two months ago, uh, which well, kind well. of then disappeared quite quickly. Um, I'd also say, you know, me and you love our ownership chat. And I also yep. think it's a bit, it's almost like he's sunning Andre and saying, you know, why don't you just buy Alpine? As that, you know, that would be an easier entry into F1 than it right. would for, for you know, to them. But they're, in, they're currently in the middle of a tender process to come into F1. Mm. And they're currently undergoing, I think it's the FIA, um, FIA process. I know yeah. that Mohammed Ben Salam is very keen um, to have Andretti in there. If the, I mean, I would say that the, you know what's actually crazy? I've never had someone else put sound effects while I'm talking. I'm Shit, fuck what you did. <laughs> I saw it the first time. I said, I'm here to dance again. I... <laughs> when other people are talking. So I, I've got it in my head. 
just like, what's, what? what's going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> I've just understood. What, oh, what shit. Fuck? That's actually no, quite off thing. Um, <laughs> so, right. um, so, yeah, so what, what is going on here? Um, oh, shit. So, yeah, you know, you know, it'll be seen whether there'll be, um, whether F1 themselves will ever accept a new team. And, you know, they're talking about raising the 200 million entry fee into something mm-hmm. a lot bigger now which again another hurdle so it's just we'll see i i i mean in terms of my reaction to it i think it's helmet marco being helmet marco i think alpine Facts. have already sold off they were they sort of that 15 percent uh, consortium including 24% sorry yeah sorry including like Ryan Reynolds and uh, I think Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan was in there too and, Michael you know, B. Jordan the, the, and McAfee you know, so clearly they're seeking invest. yeah they're seeking in- investment but I don't know man yeah. I think I don't think Andretti trying I, I to think be Andretti wants partial, to come he, into he, he wants his team yeah. right he wants his team. No, so let me ask you this. What, what the hell is the problem? Because it seem, it don't seem it is. They moved the goalposts several times, right? Initially, this this all came up in an arise. Andretti wanted to get into Formula One, and it was like, okay, you know what? We, we need people with money. We need people that are going to be able to commit for several years, regardless if they're winning or not, yeah. which was the whole big and shine shoe show with, with Porsche and damn uh, Audi. So then... Andretti partners up with the biggest manufacturer in America, General Motors. And now he does that, gets the back, and now it's like, okay, well, what kind of power unit are they going to be using? We don't know if we want to accept that. Then they, they kind of go around that. Then it's like, okay, well, maybe $200 million dilution fee is not enough. We want to, Why the constant do, – does Formula One really want to accept entrance, or is there some type of grind to be had with Andretti and his family? What, was, what do you think on that? I, I, I think I think FIA want more teams. I don't think F1 do. Look, asking F1 teams mm. to essentially dilute the pot of money that they're all going to get is like asking a turkey to vote for Christmas, right? Like it's not it's not really something that if you just look at it at the on the face of things, you add another team in, it dilutes the money. Right. Maybe that team does better than you. So really what are we doing here? Why would we want another team? We've got 10 at the moment. We've got to a place where the sport is now even more profitable because we've reduced costs with the cost cap and we've increased revenue with all of the new interests. So I don't think it's like... I think there's a lot of opposition to Andretti purely because Andretti are the loudest about wanting to be in Formula 1 and I think they're ruffling feathers and they're upsetting the status quo and they're making team bosses come out and say I don't know if we actually need an 11th or 12th team Um, I I guess you know just from my experience of conversations that I've had with with you know with um, with certain people who are like kind of involved in the process it really is you know, you are fighting a losing battle that, you know, the FIA want you there, but but F1 don't. And in terms of what even the FIA are willing to accept, you know, the, the, the bar is so, so high. I think they had to pay like $50 million just to, um, just to apply or something stupid like that. So, mm. or a big amount of money. So, you know, it's it's yeah it's it's really um, yeah let's say that because people be like it's not yeah. fifty million you know how people scrutinize like critical critical when it comes to us saying yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so there was, hey, there was, bro, an, let's, there let's was obviously real. an application fee. Right. Let's be real, though. The last team, is there's one team principal that I've said and I've been on his head, like, you have no right to speak. Like, Gunther has no right to speak about a team coming into Formula One and what are they going to bring because Haas has not brought shit to Formula One but a random amount of failed-ass sponsorships, a, a, a debacle of a driver pairing, and the famous quote of fuck slam my door and T-shirts for Gunther. Like, you were the 11th team on the grid when Mercedes Manor was in there, and then they left and you, you're there. So, like, you... You are not like you, you know, it's always like it's maybe not what I'm saying, but the messenger who's saying it like Haas has really no they should to me. They shouldn't say shit because I don't think Haas has really bought anything worth talking about to Formula One. And they I mean, they're hardly even respected as an American team like the Americans don't even realize like, oh, we got an American. You know how many people I asked, did you know you got an American team in Formula One? <laughs> like shit. No, nah, I didn't know that. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm dead serious. It's an American team with uh, Italian parts. Russian money, um, not even like an American driver. Uh, so obviously no. not Russian money anymore. But, you know, at right. one point, very heavily backed by Russian money. And it was really only until the war in Ukraine that, you know, all of a sudden mm -hmm. we can't take we can't take money from quite probably America's biggest, you know, international foe. In, in their mm -hmm. in their history since independence, right? When you think about it, so right. I don't know, man. It's just um, it is weird with Haas. I've always been quite critical of Haas. You know, what do they actually bring to the table? I think Haas, basically, you know, they managed to sneak in before F one kind of had this increase mm. in uh, in their uh, 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 ability and. Uh, um, so the increase in F1 uh, popularity, and I just think, yeah, I'm I'm with you to be honest. I don't think I don't think I don't think Goodhart is even doing is Goodstein doing a good job. I think he's releasing books now. You know, he's become a character. Um, uh, from uh, you know, and he's now and now he gets to release books and be on the Sky Sports podcast, but that's not even bringing any more attention to Haas. Like, I just don't, I don't get, no. I don't get what Haas are here for. It's definitely not a good time. And I'm, I'm, I'm afraid, you know, Gene Haas always seems to be on the verge of bankruptcy when it comes to the Formula One team. So I don't know. Like, I, I just don't know. I don't know where that, uh, I don't know where that really has to, has to go. It has to go. All right, let's let's move into the cost cap, man. Cost cap is like people are starting to get very interested in when are these announcements going to be made. To me, it seems like Formula One FI are being very quiet about it. And I feel like when somebody's that quiet for this long with no type of update, I just feel like it's a bunch of funny business going on behind the scenes. Like it's a bunch of clean around this door, try to get everything straight before mom and dad get home, get a whole, get somebody in here to clean this house, get somebody in here to replace or repaint this shit. I just feel like it's really suspect what's going on, man. Now, what, what's your notions on the on the cost cap and the lack thereof of announcements or transparency this season? Um, oh, the, the cost cap. Um. Yeah, I, I actually really agree. So I was just trying to put it into words. Like, I'm, I'm so... You kind of get tired of everything we kind of spoke about with the cost cap last year. And obviously, like, the quite... 
I think in a lot of eyes, especially given how we've seen the car now, um, you know, right. I think I saw Red Bull the other day. You know, we saw them just bring an upgrade to Belgium, which quite clearly took them an even bigger step forward. Um, and I just think that it's, you know, one of those things where we'll see who's who's done it. It's quite clear that obviously someone has overstepped on the cost cap again. Right. Um, I can't quite remember the timelines from last year, um, but... I think around October I would say, is when everything... But they delayed it. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Honestly, I think... I think someone will have overstepped again. I think there's no smoke without fire when it comes to these things. So let's see. I mean, I don't know who. Honestly, I don't know who. There's been so many rumours, but I think the three that always seem to come up is Mercedes, Aston Martin and Red Bull. So I think, you know, Red Bull are... You think Mercedes might have breached, bro? You think Mercedes breached? Um, I don't think they did, no. I think if anyone did... I don't think so either. It's going to be proceed. I think it'll be procedural rather than um, More, rather than financial. Procedural rather than an actual. Yeah, I yeah, gotcha. yeah. I think there may be a procedural, but I don't. I think after last year, you've got to be brazen to to do it yeah. again. And I think if you're a team that's not Red Bull, a you know, 30, 40% reduction in your, uh, in your uh, development time is a big right. miss if you're trying to progress up the table. So I almost find it quite counterproductive for Mercedes right. uh, if, uh, if, they have, if they have done if it. They have and I reached. don't think Red Bull will have. I, honestly... It would oh, just be shit. the stupidest thing ever to have breached once and then to do it again. And then again. breach again. Like, if they do it again, like, they've, they've got to go. They've got to get out of here. They got to, right, bro, it got to get the book slammed in. I mean, it's got to go bad, bro. You can't, twice, y'all can't let them slide twice. Nah, we can't do that. And I ain't going to lie, I get tired of everybody. No. It's an it's a unfair comparison for people to talk about, well, Mercedes overspent. Like, there was no fucking cost cap. There was no cost cap when Mercedes was spending this money. So I don't know how people come up with this damn comparison, bro. <laughs> um, I saw that question come in. Yeah. Um, am I done with George? Um, be, be honest. Yeah, I am for now. I think... <laughs> I am, I am. I think, look, I am. I, I think, <laughs> I am. Um, like, I think for me. Speak on that. Um, with George, I will. Okay. So with George, I feel like, um, how do I put this? Um, I think I said this on a podcast. For me once, shame on me. For me, for, for me once, shame on you. For me twice, shame on me. Um, Come for me three times. And I think, I think for me, George, I need to see something else from George now that I think I, I've defended him. I feel like even just like as a yeah, teammate, bro. right? I just, I'm not getting, what I'm getting is someone who's under pressure and making stupid errors and making errors or acting in a way which is trying to, basically make sure that he 
kind of stays above float whilst trying to drag Lewis into the mire with him. And um, I don't think that that's something that I think I I can abide by as a Lewis fan. Um, okay. I, I don't think it's anything sinister, but I just think right now, of course, he wants to kind of get his season back on track, but I just think he needs to focus on himself focus on his own craft, focus on his own understanding of the W14, and then then think about challenging Lewis. But you can't, mm. you can't run before you've learned how to walk. And I think he needs to learn how to walk a little bit. And, I, you know, I think he's a great driver. And I think he's... I don't have that You think much. great? You think great, bro? Do you, do, do you think the great term gets thrown around a bit too Ooh. loosely? Like I don't, I don't know if I can call George great. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like I say, he's elite, he's good, he's he's excellent. But I just think these days, man, great is just thrown out. Like when you go to the to the damn dentist and, and they give you a, a lollipop before you even go back there and get your teeth clean. Like damn, you could have gave me this shit until after I got <laughs> it done. Like I might go back in, holler my ass off. You might not want to give me a lollipop then. I think the great term, man. I just think it's given out too loosely, and that's just maybe that's just me because I'm like, man, if I say great, I'm already like it's a minimum. It's it's very small, but it just seems like every time I turn around, it's great. Or I've never seen this shit before. Like when what the fuck have you been watching the whole this all this time you've been watching this sport? So do you really think he's great or do you think he's excellent and just elite? Like, what do you what do you really think? Like, if you sit back and really think about it, can you say George Russell is great? Um, okay, let me flip it back on you. Who do you think in F1 is, is great? With Who would I call One great? I'm, all, I'm already going to say I think Lewis Hamilton is great. Lewis Hamilton is great. I might even have to say... I mean, bro, I, I don't like Alonzo's character, but what Alonzo is yeah. able to do, the amount of information he's able to intake and then react and know what's going on around him at all times, Alonzo's great. Uh, other than that, oh, Max is getting there for me. Now, I'm going to say I devalue his greatness right now because it's just true. And Alonzo said this, and, I, and I'm going to throw it back at Alonzo one day if I ever get a chance to ask him this in his face. Alonzo said that he felt like Max's championships were more valuable than Lewis's. And I think that that's completely fucking wrong. Max, for one, never had the pressure of coming in as a rookie, even in a competitive team, and driving against already a two-time champion. Max has never even had a champion beside him. The other situation is, let's just keep it real. It's not a problem. It is what it is. I'm not, I'm not shading it or hating it. The RB19 is probably, like they've said, one of the best developed cars in Formula One history. Like, it is a dominant-ass car. And Max does what he's supposed to do. Max is a very good, very good elite driver. But I have to say that at this point in time, like, who the hell am I watching you race against? And it's really not just because of you, bro. The car is that damn dominant. But Max is able to take that car where he takes it. So I give him full credit for that. Now, this whole debacle with Perez, we can attach that later. But the point is, 
if I give Max something, I can trust that Max is going to optimize it and take it where it needs to be, especially if I give him something formidable. I can trust that. So I'm, I'm really not there. I'm almost there, but I'm going to need to see another season of real competitiveness because I call I say Alonzo's great because I've seen Alonzo drive with other competitors that people thought were great, and he's right next to him, and you really get to see – his skills outperform somebody else or what he can do. Lewis Hamilton has also done that. Vettel's done that. So it's it's like I haven't I haven't gotten a chance really, this season especially, to see that from Max. And yeah, so I'll say Alonzo Lewis, I can say great currently on the grid right now. Max to me is getting there, but I'm gonna need to see a little bit more when the the pressure is really on him to see how he handles that pressure, because greats can handle pressure very well. What about you? And I, I appreciate you throwing that back my way, brother. Go ahead. Uh, no, okay. No, it's, it's important to get definitions of... Let's talk about it from the same perspective and then we can have a, a good conversation rather than coming at it from two separate perce- perspectives, right? And then, you know, what really is that? So, by your definition, I think we're using, I would say, great and elite in the same bracket uh that's how i would you know i, I feel like you're, you're talking about the upper echelon creme de la creme almost hall of fame standard of driving like i think you got to right? be elite to make We're it to formula so, one but great is beyond after you make it to okay formula one. by that definition yeah george russell isn't a great in formula one no no no, no. i would i would say that i would say Currently in F1, yeah, those three are, you know, the gold standard of, of driver. Okay. I think I would put Max in there because at the end of the day, this year I'm just tired of, I'm tired, I'm tired. I can't, as much as I want to, I want to be there and I want to be like, Max is shit, this, that and the other. Like, I can't say it anymore. Like, I, I refuse to say it. It's too many wins. He's got more wins. He's got more wins than Senna. Like, you know, this guy mm. is... He's doing it. He's doing it. In the same way... No, it doesn't mean that I have to enjoy it. Mm. I'm not enjoying it. <laughs> and I think that the same way I didn't really enjoy Vettel's run. You know, there were points in 2011 <laughs> and... 20, was it 2011, maybe? I can't remember. In 2013? 2013's mm-hmm. for sure. Well, I was like, this is not fun for anyone. So, I think, for me, I think, um, yeah, um, on the current grid, Max, Alonso, and obviously Lewis uh, are great. I think George has the capability to be great. But it would okay, need okay. a lot going in his way. It would okay, need a I'll lot go with that. The potential, way. and I'd, I can go and with I'd that. be very interested. I'd, I'd be very interested to see. And one of those things is Lewis not being in the car. Mm. Um, so, I think I'd be interested to see if he's still around at Mercedes, um, or if someone takes a punt on him, or he takes a punt on maybe, I don't know. 
going somewhere else and being the main guy. Let's say if Lewis decides to stay around for another, what, three years. Let's say, you yeah, know, yeah, Lewis is 38 now. Alonso is 42. Alonso has got a contract until he's 43, 44. So if Lewis decides to stay around for another, another five years, let's say, does George have the patience to get beaten for five years straight? Do Mercedes have the patience with George? Uh, for five years to not beat Lewis <coughs> Hamilton, you know, I guess obviously you could say beat him last year, but if he doesn't do it again, so mm. yeah, let's see, let's see, it'll be interesting. But I do going back to the original question that uh, from Mary, just to round it off, um, I am I'm done defending him, uh, I'm done defending him blindly, and he's on his own, and if something else happens we're going to tear into him the same way we do any other driver. He's lost his, <laughs> he's lost his, uh, his street pass. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, he's on his it's own over. now. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's over. Rip that, rip it's that over. shit up. That accreditation's gone. Right. Yeah, so Will, Will has a question. He says, do you think the problem is the cost cap itself or the governing body that enforces it? Uh, the cost cap is the thing is right everyone just thinks about the cost cap as a competition um thing and it is right <clears throat> you know if you look if you go back and listen to uh Lawrence Stroll's Beyond the Grid podcast interview you will see you will hear him talk about the only reason that he bought um Racing Point was because of the upcoming cost cap rules. So he knew in the future, this is roughly the amount of money that I'm going to spend every year in a Formula 1 team. It's going to be vaguely competitive and it's going to allow me to be able to uh, budget and acclimatise for how much I'm going to spend and I can build a Formula 1 team out of it. Without the cost cap, teams like Williams would be finished... I think teams like Haas okay. would be finished. I don't think we, you know, Alfa Romeo, all of these things. The smaller teams would not be around mm. if there's no cost cap. Now, ha has that then okay. sacrificed the larger teams' ability to develop their way out of trouble? Yes. So it's not a perfect solution by any means. But I think for the good and health of the sport, we need the cost cap now. Should it been should it have been strong more strongly um, policed and um, actioned where there was um, failures to adhere to it? I believe so. Yeah, but you know that's I think. Mm -hmm. Wow. Honestly, what you know what we I reckon we they could have given them. <sighs> I think the only thing that I would have really gone for would have been like monetary fine. If the monetary fine came out of their fucking budget, that would have been cool. If the, if there was like a point, if there was like a points uh, yeah. or championship kind of deduction, which meant that maybe they didn't finish first in the constructors, maybe. Cool that would have been cool. Um, I think the punishment that they got of like a fine and and the development thing, I don't think any development punishment 
looking at how quick the car is would have affected them this year and so any punishment in that vein I think would have been light in all honesty so no yeah I don't think it would have affected them at all bro I, I said I told people that I said it's not going to affect them yeah. and it's not going to even affect them next season because you see they were already talking about I said Red Bull's aerodynamic package is so far ahead of the grid this is not going to impact them whatever and I think it was bullshit to allow them to go in and negotiate a lower penalty. I feel like some other things that might need to happen with the cost cap. If you breach financially with the overspenditure, you don't even get an ABA. You don't even get a. You don't even get an ABA. If you breach procedurally, you get an ABA and you get that first initial. And if you don't like it, then you go to the cost cap adjudication board. If you don't like the penalty that we've enforced for you breaching the cost cap procedurally, then you could take your chances up there with the big dogs. If you breach financially you don't even get an ABA like you take your ass right up there and then they'll decide what's going to happen with you I think that whole situation with Red Bull was with kick gloves and it just it, it really ruined going forward for the next team that breaches they're going to like Aston Martin is great with this right they get a petition they put that shit together and they're like hey there's seven other examples of this that you didn't enforce this why do we have to be the only team to get a penalty for this and the next thing you know it's overturned the next team that bre breaches and if it's similar to Red Bull and they get a stiff ass penalty without having breached before I think it's going to be a problem because they didn't assert themselves correctly or even deal out a punishment that should be like hey we're not playing that shit and it's going to be on their own fault spoiled children will always be spoiled that's a fact no, that is, look, that's a big fact. And uh, I think we'll see. I think it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting. Just um, how any breaches of the cross cap uh, are, are, um, are kind of dealt with this year. And uh, I don't have a lot of faith. It's probably the same as you. I don't have a lot of faith in, in the governing body to kind of deal with it because they didn't deal with it. Um, you know, the first time, but also, you know, hopefully there's some lessons learned. Hopefully there's some lessons learned. So let's see. All right. So Lou, do you think Aston, like Aston Martin was one of three teams to breach. Now Williams, they breached procedurally. They had a third party that failed to turn in their documentation on time. So that that's a situation that's like, hey, that's it happened. You got to be responsible for who you employ to handle your documentation and your Wait, submissions. Was I, was I just on mute? No, you good, bro. You good. I think your uh your wife oh, cool. Yeah, you so, good. So I think <laughs> I th you thought you was done, right? <laughs> so I think that situation was very was was, you know, it's it's not it's it happens, but it's not egregious. And then you had Aston Martin which, you know, had a little bit of both, and then you had Red Bull to just completely. So what do you think? Do you think Aston Martin, given their situation at the first part of the season, may have breached again? Or do you think that's completely cool? And even if they did or didn't breach, I want you to, add to answer a second part to this question. Do you think Stroll should be pulled from his seat and Felipe given a chance on the back half of this season? Um, I, don't th I don't think that... Um, wasn't there rumours that Aston Martin had like an illegal part and they had to take... It wasn't Crofty saying that. Uh, that they had a, there was rumours that they had an illegal part and that's what was contributing to the increased performance and then, and then they had to take it out. So, I mean, look, it's all rumours. Um. Uh, my stance on Aston Martin, I, I, you know, I, I, 
My whole thing right. is right now I'm just going to take everything at face value until I see anything different. Um, so I don't really think there's anything... I don't think there's any connection or correlation between Aston Martin's performance and what happened in the cost cap uh, situation. Uh, what is a correlation is that Lawrence Stroll bought a Formula 1 team. He put his kid in there, okay? Unless his kid, Lance Stroll, wants to go and do something else, every conversation about what's happening to his seat needs to stop. And I think the F1 and media are bold for even suggesting that Lawrence Stroll will kick his own son out of an F1 team. This guy, let me tell you now, Lawrence Stroll, Funded his whole son's F1 uh, motor racing career. Lauren Stroll is worth $3.6 billion. And he went to every single Lance Stroll race as a junior. My dad wasn't even worth a millionth of that. And didn't turn up to anything I did. So, like, come on, guys. This guy has been oh, sculpting and moulding this guy's career since he was a kid, okay? He's closer now to being Formula One world champion than he was two, three, four, five years ago. And he was still bankrolling in there. What's going to make you think he's going to stop now? It's never going to happen unless Lance Stroll wants to go off the... Do you not think that there's a line, no, bro? Do you not think that there's a line? A line that says, yo, at some point, you are the weakest link. Like, I can fund you. And at this point in time, I have a team that literally can fight for at least Constructors Championship or second. And you are the weakest link, son. You don't think at some point in time you have to put business and you have to put the team that you are literally in control of ahead of just wanting to get a nepotism seat to your son? At some point, bro, if you realize, like, yo, we didn't win or we lost a spot because you failed to make it top five majority of the damn season while Alonzo's old ass is getting podiums. You don't think at some point in time you got to say the butt got to stop at some point. Like, if I'm going to be a team owner and I really want this team to do well, or I just want to – if he just says, you know what, I just want to fund and let my son drive in Formula One cars and have a very good shot. I don't care about constructive championships. I just care about him eventually, hopefully, being able to get a championship. Cool, say that shit. But you don't think at some point in time the buck got to stop and you got to say, yo, you just not cut – Cut like I think that. you uh, underestimate the power of nepotism, bro. <laughs> I don't know what you. Do you, know, do you know? Come on. Like, that shit's powerful. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> like, bro, nepotism's a hell of a drug, bro. Like, come on. Like, it's, okay. It's not All right. <laughs> not just saying point blank, period. I, that shit's. Like, that's, that's that. <laughs> like. Join, like join. Honestly, you got any more of that? Like, I just, it's, it is what it is, man. All right, so I got a final question for you from Baraka. He says this: uh, Just give me one rule from another racing series that you would like to see in Formula One, and will Arsenal win the league this year? Oof, I know you're gonna have something for that last part. <laughs> I'd love to see push to pass uh, in F1 Oof. as opposed to DRS. Um, 
uh, that's probably the one thing that I would probably bring in. I think DRS. I think we need to make DRS more tactical. I also don't agree with DRS in qualifying as well. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Um, so I think um, push to pass. You've got a hundred seconds or whatever. Use it however you want across like the across the race weekend in defense or attack. Uh, it makes it a more tactical game. Um, and, you know, but, you know, you kind of need closer racing for that. So uh, sure. let's let's put one foot in front of the other. Um, uh, Arsenal are going to win the league this year, I think. Um, I thought we were going to do it last year. I was saying, um, I was saying in like September, October last year that we were going to win the league. And obviously we, we went so well uh, until like May, <laughs> April, May, and then we lost. So I think we've got a stronger squad this year. I think Manchester City are a little bit weaker. Um, and I think, we, yeah, I think if it's, I think we're going to, I think we're going to do it. So okay. up the Gunners. Gunners. That's the best. So listen, a hey, big shout out to home. I can't remember his name. You get a big ass contract though, but I think it's for like ten years. But still, that's some, that's a hell of a bag he got. Uh, it wasn't with Arsenal. I think it was another team. But I did kind of see that <laughs> oh, soccer players out there, man. The football, they out there getting that check, bro. They getting these baseball, these baseball checks, man. So man, I really do appreciate Nasha coming in, stopping by. Yeah. You know, we're all busy, so you know we stay cranking, stay busy. So it's very rough for us to get together. So the fact the brother made some time to stop by for the Wolfpack fam. Uh, definitely not your man. Go ahead, put out real quick where everybody can reach you. Definitely, if you got anything coming up, let that be known real quick. And don't forget, man, stick around after a minute so we can chat it up for a second before I let you get out of here. Uh, thank you so much. You can find um, QuickSub everyone at QuickSub everyone on all socials. Um, yeah, we've got some stuff coming up, I'm sure, but you know, we'll announce that soon enough. And yeah, man, just really happy to be here with you guys. Thank you for having me. So lovely to uh, to see everyone uh, posting questions and stuff in in there. Um, and yeah, big up F one content creators. Uh, big up Aldous and Tomo doing their live show. Uh, congratulations on that. That's really cool. Um, big up anyone, man, who's just trying to make a living doing something creative. It's not easy, man. Um, so appreciate the people that you like. If you've got a creator that you like out there, show them some love. Support them uh, because it, uh, it makes a real big difference. Big facts, y'all. So listen, that's another Performance Talk episode. Wolves Den Slightish. We're about to get up out of here. Peace. See y'all soon. We out. Thanks for watching another episode of Wolfpack Performance. Don't forget to check out some of my other content on Formula One and motorsports topics. Like, share, subscribe, and we go live on the weekends. See you soon.